Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. As I have loved you, Jesus says in John chapter 13, verse 34. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And we ask, how is it then that Jesus has loved his disciples? And of course, we know that from the story. Jesus, who is their Lord and their Master, who is God Almighty in the flesh, who humbled himself to become a servant, truly served in the most humble way, as he did the task and the role of the lowliest servant, which is to wash the disciples' feet. But I want to ask this, how, how have... How has God loved you here during this time of the pandemic as we are isolated? How has the Lord loved you? How has God loved you? And, and as I've been listening to people, one thing that I've seen texted back to me and shared with is, I have enough. We might laugh and say, I have enough toilet paper or not. I have enough food. I have enough income. I, I have enough reserve. I have enough whatever it might be. I have enough. And you know, that's good. Because when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, that includes good weather, good health, enough food and other supplies. God provides for our needs. And that is certainly one way that God shows his love to us. And that might be one way that he's calling us to love others. Yes, to take the position of the lowliest servant, but also to simply help meet needs. And I've heard story after story of that happening, whether it's delivering groceries or sharing what people have with their neighbors, whatever it might be. I know we've got an Easter basket on our front porch, and we've also got some bread on our porch as well by people sharing what they have with us. But I want to move from I have enough to another one, which is I am enough. Would you say that phrase with me? I am enough. And this really hit me as I was reading a book that uh, one of our elders here, Don Morris, had suggested for me. And the book is called Seculosity. And in here, he's writing about kind of American religion in general, not Christianity specifically, not a specific religion, but just kind of our secular religion. And listen to what he says. Our religion is that which we rely on, not just for meaning or hope, but enoughness. So we look to Christ for our meaning, for our hope, for being enough. But our world looks elsewhere. Listen to what he goes on to say. Listen carefully and you'll hear that word enough everywhere, especially when it comes to the anxiety, loneliness, exhaustion, and division that plague our moment to, our moment to such tragic proportions. You'll hear people... You'll hear about people scrambling to be successful enough, happy enough, thin enough, wealthy enough, influential enough, desired enough, charitable enough, woke enough, good enough. 
we believe instinctively that were we to reach some benchmark in our minds, then value, vindication, and love would be ours. That if we got enough, we would be enough. The book goes on to share other really insightful things, really helpful things. This whole idea of being enough, working harder just to be enough. We had a Joining Jesus conference call earlier today. And as we had that call, they said, what are your prayer requests? And I I said, well, for me, it's just that I would live what I preach. Because what I preach is that there's two things we have. We have this walking with Jesus, which is abiding or trusting Jesus and repentance. But whenever I fail, when things don't go right, and things aren't always going right, correct? In the middle of this pandemic where things are different, there's added stress, there's struggles, we can't do our normal, and so we really struggle. And me, sometimes, instead of just saying, I'm going to walk with God, I'm going to trust, and I'm going to repent, no, no, no. I stop with my repenting and I say, no, 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 that's not sufficient enough. I have to try harder. I have to do better. I have to work at it. And it leaves me more and more defeated. Because you see, on my own, I'll never be enough. How about you? Timothy Keller writes in his book, the freedom of self-forgetfulness about Madonna. And I've used this before, but it's such an awesome illustration. Please listen to what she says. My drive, this is what Madonna says, my drive in life comes from a fear of being mediocre that is always pushing me. I push past one spell of it and discover myself as a special human being, but then I feel I am still mediocre and uninteresting unless I do something else. Because even though I have become somebody, I still have to prove that I am somebody. My struggle has never ended, and I guess it never will. But you know, as I was reading through this other book called Victory Over the Darkness by Neil Anderson, he goes and he shares a few things that are true about us in Christ. And when you say, enough is enough, 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 Pastor, Just know I've got more to read, okay? Listen to things that you are because of Jesus. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. I am a child of God. I am part of the true vine, a channel of Christ's life. I am Christ's friend. I am chosen and appointed by Christ to bear his fruit. I am a slave of righteousness. I am enslaved to God. I am a son of God. God is spiritually my father. I am a joint heir with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. I am a a temple, a dwelling place of God. His spirit and his life dwell in me. I am united to the Lord, and I am one spirit with him. I am a member of Christ's body. I am a new creation. I am reconciled to God. I am a minister of reconciliation. I am a son of God and one in Christ. I am a saint. I am God's workmanship, his handiwork, born anew in Christ to do his work. I am a prisoner of Christ. I am righteous. I am holy. I am a citizen of heaven, 
seated in heaven right now. I am hidden with Christ and God. I am an expression of the life of Christ because He is my life. I am chosen of God and dearly loved. I am a son of light and not of darkness. I am a holy partaker of a heavenly calling. I am one of God's living stones being built up in Christ as a spiritual house. And there's a third page as well. You and I, because of Jesus, we are enough. But I wonder if we ever feel a little bit like Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was imprisoned, and I don't know how many times I've heard the phrase, I feel like I'm in prison. I'm trapped. I'm in prison. Feel like this. Listen to what Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Lutheran pastor in Germany under the Nazi regime. He's in a, in a death camp, basically. Listen to what he has said. Who am I? This or the other? Am I one person today and tomorrow another? Am I both at once, a hypocrite before others and before myself a contemptible, woebegone weakling? Or is something within me still like a beaten army, fleeing in disorder from victory already achieved? Who am I? They mock me, these lonely questions of mine. Whoever I am, thou knowest, O God, I am thine. Do you ever take comfort in knowing whose you are and that you are enough in Jesus? And, you know, when we live in that truth of who we are in Jesus, that then can impact how we speak to other people. Do each of you have words of encouragement you can share with others based on that list I shared with you? For all of you out there, we have a pretty quiet crowd tonight. So, But it's true, isn't it? We have something to share. This is who we are. And as, as he has loved us, so we get to share that good news with those around us in the middle of, I can't seem to get out and do much. I had one person text me from New Mexico, wonderful young lady, and said, you know, with all that's going on, I can't get out and I can't do for my neighbors what I'd like to. And I said, well, you know, I have the same issue. And so what I tend to do is I want to fix things and I want to do. But I find that only God can really fix things and God needs to be doing. So what would happen if we just pray for God to open up these doors and then for us to speak the truth of what I just shared with you? But you know, we can go from I have enough, which really focuses on, on what we have and consume, to I am enough, which is a statement of identity, which is just awesome. But, you know, if I'm only focused on who I am, that's not always the best either, is it? It's not always great just to keep focusing in on self. So what if we moved from I have enough to I am enough to he is enough? He, the one who died for us. He, the one who instituted the sacrament. He, the one who knelt down and washed the disciples' feet. He is enough. And for this, I want to just share a few things with you. First, we go to 2 Corinthians 
chapter 12, verse 9. Actually, the whole section around there. Remember, Paul is the one who's struggling with this messenger of Satan that's sent to torment him. And he cries out to the Lord to deliver him. Three times he cries out that this thorn in the flesh would be removed from him. But then he said, God said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And because of those words that Paul heard, he could say then, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. He's enough. And then listen to what Paul writes at the end of Romans 11. Oh, the depth of the riches of, I'm sorry, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And then think of when Peter has failed and denied the Lord those three times and when Jesus is raised from the dead and comes to Peter and he reinstates him. Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. He does that three different times. And at the end, then Jesus says this. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. When he is enough, we can deny ourselves, take up our cross, and like Peter, we can follow him. That's what Daniel did. That's why he was thrown into the lion's den. Because God was enough for him to go against all those other leaders to do what was right. And finally, if he's enough, listen to those beautiful words of Psalm 73. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. He's enough. Would you come on up? If Jesus truly is enough, if he is enough and my whole life revolves around him, then whoever comes in my path, not just my lovely wife, but whoever it might be, God might just say to you and to me, love them. And what will that love look like? I'm not sure. Maybe sharing the truth that he's enough. Maybe sharing the truth that in him you're enough. Maybe sharing the truth that he provides. Maybe actually doing the work of providing. Just serving somehow. If you're at home, would you now join me in washing feet? As I have loved you. Sacrificially. Humbly. For their good. Amen.